This podcast is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com, and naturalbossnh.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 74. What is happening, TWT fans? It is a beautiful Monday afternoon. It is August 30th, 2021, and it's almost 5 o'clock at night. I am running late today, but I will get into that in a little bit. First off, I want to start by saying thank you to all the new subscribers out there. It is amazing every time. I appreciate it. I can't say this enough, I don't think. And I have all of you to thank for me coming back week after week. So just remember, if you did subscribe, uh, set the alarms, right? You want to know when the new episodes are uploading? Well, set the alarms. It's going to tell you rate, review, share, comment. All of those things help the podcast and the algorithm. So make sure you're doing that as well. But I appreciate you just subscribing in the first place. So thank you for all of that. Thank you to the new subscribers and just thank you to everyone who watches, listens and um, gets involved with this podcast. Uh, If you are new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. If you are watching the video, subscribe, right? First step, subscribe to the video. Um, Then you can rate, comment, share. All of those things help the algorithm. And, of course, set the alarms if you want to know when all the new podcasts upload, okay? You do have an opportunity to get more involved with the podcast. And since I'm a teeny tiny podcast, you can get involved. We can You can ask questions. And guess how you're going to do that? Talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. That's right. Talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. It's also in the link in the description below the video. Um, I try to have all those things ready for you. And all you have to do is put what you want to talk about in the subject line. Email that over to talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. And now you're getting involved with the podcast. Um, I have free slowdown clothing. Yeah, I got some free slowdown articles. And the only way you can get involved and get one of those sent to you is by getting involved. Yeah, you got to send the email, subject line, slow down. And uh, if I read your story or we have a dialogue, maybe a Zoom call, something, um, I'm going to end up sending you some free merch. And that is just so exciting for me and slow down. And now it can be exciting for you as well. And again, you need to send that all over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K. I end with Topher at gmail.com. Another way you can get involved with the podcast is follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. I'm trying to get on Rumble. I'm trying to get on a few other places. But once I get that all set up, I saw that Amazon is now doing podcasts. So now I got to get my feed over to there. But right now you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Give a follow. And uh, I try to give you some extra content throughout the week. Lately, it's been a little bit more difficult than others, but I'll get my swing. I'll get back into the swing of things uh, very soon, I hope, you know. Um, But yeah, those are all the ways you can get involved with the podcast. And 
let's get into today's episode. This is the weekly roundup, okay? So it has been a fantastic week. It's just been great. I mean, things are starting to turn around. The lawn is starting to grow. Um, Tuesday, I had to go to work, um, and, you know, I had to place some orders. And nothing out of the ordinary except for the simple fact that the PACT Act is completely screwing things up because now we can only use USPS. Um, Obviously, that's not something that really hinders me ordering things. It just stops us from receiving things in a timely manner. So I'm always out of stock on stuff, and it's very irritating. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, so Tuesday... Uh, just work as usual, placing orders, cleaning stuff, and just getting everything ready. Um, then Wednesday shows up. Now, Wednesday is jujitsu in the morning, and then um, I, I had to do my editing. But I had ordered two yards of loom. And if you're a homeowner and you're ordering stuff and you're having stuff shipped to your house, I will tell you that the hole that I had two yards of loom was way too much. I had no idea how much a yardage of loom was. None. I'm clueless. I've, like I've said uh, for the last couple weeks now, ever since I got the trees cut down, which it, uh, this Wednesday, no, tomorrow, Tuesday, August 31st will be four weeks since I've gotten my trees cut down, which is pretty exciting. I mean, time just moves so rapidly. Um, Yeah, I didn't even know it had been four weeks until I looked at the calendar. Um, But yeah, so two yards of loom dropped off by this company called Groundhog. Awesome. They were here at 730 in the morning. I ordered the stuff on Tuesday. I mean, just incredible. I like it when people show up on time. I've told you that a bunch of times now. I love when people are punctual, it just makes my life easier because now uh, he dropped off the loom. Uh, my wife and her friend go to the beach and I got to go to jujitsu class. So I go to jujitsu. I come home. I edit the podcast as quickly as possible. Got outside around one o'clock in the afternoon <clears throat> and started digging. Yeah, digging, pull, grabbing the dirt bringing it over to the hole. I will put a picture in um, a before and after um, in the video at some point during this. And then um, I'm filling the hole, and I'm noticing that the amount of loom that I have in my driveway is just not going down as quickly as I thought it was going to. Um, So now I am looking at uh, the hole filling. I'm tampering everything down, and it's crazy. As I start digging... More and more of these little bugs keep coming out of the dirt. And they're like they're like gnats. I don't know what they are. Some of them were little and black. Um, some of them were like, they weren't like super tiny, but they were only like this big. And I don't know if you can, if you're not watching the video, you won't see my fingers. But it's like a, God, it's, it's so small. It's so small. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. A quarter of an inch. Um, but they had like shimmery green and, uh, black in between and all they were doing was biting me. I mean, these bugs were trying, like if it wasn't for the earbuds and listening to uh podcast while I was doing this, 
Um, I, I, they would have been in my ear, but they were all over my ears, all over the back of my neck. They were trying to get like going into my eye. Uh, I, they were going up my nose and it just kept getting worse. The more I dug into this pile of dirt, the more they kept attacking me, the more I spread it and tampered it down, the more that were coming out of it. So I tried to look it up to see if I could find out what type of bug this was. And I couldn't find it. Me and my wife looked for like 15, 20 minutes, and we finally gave up because I nothing matched what I remember seeing when I was squishing them all. But I was freaking out, just absolutely freaking out. Um, I'm flipping out in my driveway. They're just eating me alive, and every time I like have to walk away, try to get them all off of me, and then go back to the dirt pile, and then it would start all over again. So it was this endless cycle of me getting eaten alive by these little bugs that I obviously they they obviously must be living in the dirt because I don't know where they come from I get the same ones off my lawn but when I looked up lawn bug I didn't find anything that matched what I saw so it was really weird to me I don't know what they were I I I still get them like I mowed my lawn today and they were still out there, you know, attacking me. <clears throat> God, I'm so parched. Hold on. Yeah, every time I mow the lawn and stuff, this is what happens to my breathing system. I'm clogged up. I'm super, uh, I got lots of phlegm. That's just the worst. Hey, the yard work sucks. Let's just get right to that point. Um, <clears throat> but owning a house is great. All the work that you have to do while you're owning the house sucks, but the house itself is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm fighting these things. I'm freaking out. I'm flipping out my yard. I finally get the hole filled. Then I have to uh, lightly tamper that. Then I have to break it up with an iron rake, and then I bought. Did, did you know that $25 of grass seed is a five-pound bag? I did not. Like I said, I've been here nine years, never had to take care of my lawn. I bought a little bag of uh, some grass seed probably about four, maybe five years ago, and it was on sale, so I don't even think I spent 15 bucks on it. So I was like, oh, well, let me just get a 30-pound bag, and she's like, yeah, that'll be $80. And I was like, oh, what's the next size down? They're like five pounds. What? Why is there no in-between? There's no in-between? You go from five to thirty, and it's twenty-five to eighty bucks. You're like, what the hell? So, and then my dad laughed at me, of course, because he's like, "Yeah, seeds expensive, stupid." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, well that's fair. I did not know this, so I was completely shocked that a bale of hay and a bale of straw—I keep calling it hay. It's not hay. It's straw. And um, uh, uh, a five-pound bag of seed was going to set me back forty dollars." absolutely insane i was like what is happening how, how is this everything is so expensive right now and i don't know if this is always the price of straw and grass seed but i'm telling you right now after this year i i i, I hope i never have to do this shit again it's growing in nicely and it's doing its thing but so i'm freaking out in the yard uh the driveway i'm hoping that nobody's hearing me and then when i finish and I got the straw all laid out and everything else. Now I have to get rid of the dirt. 
So now I put a uh, uh, tarp in my garage or my overrated barn, and I'm now filling up the wheelbarrow multiple times. The bugs are still attacking me. They're still coming out of the, uh, the moist part of the dirt. And I'm now trying to put it in the garage as nice as I can. It's really like I wanted to make the pile small, but you can only get the wheelbarrow up so high. And I couldn't my my strength was going. My arms were getting extremely tired. And now I'm at the end of it. Four and a half hours later, the dirt is out of the driveway. We can finally park. Um, and we can, you know, continue the rest of our week, uh, normally. And now my grass is covered, uh, I'm watering it. And now I have to start all over again with the new seed and the straw. So it's twice a day for three weeks. And then the fourth, fifth and sixth week, uh, you want to double your time and, uh, only water it every other day. So I've learned a lot about lawn care over the last four weeks that I, well, I guess I never wanted to learn it because I just didn't think I had to. And I'll tell you, there's a lot involved with taking care of a lawn. It's like too much. I just think it's too much. So I learned all these things. I know how to water my lawn properly. I know how to spread straw. I know how to seed. And um, it, it, it's getting done. And hopefully by the end of September, I will have um, the fence up. Uh, the grass will be good enough for the dogs to walk on it. And um, I'm hoping that none of my neighbors think I'm completely insane because even though I was flipping out in my yard and f- having a fit, um, I was like kind of yelling that they're like in my ears and they're in my eyes and ah, the bugs are attacking me. So they didn't just think I was like yelling and screaming for no reason. They can hopefully, you know, put the put it together and realize that I'm yelling and screaming about bugs eating me alive. And as we speak, I feel like they're crawling all over me now. Um, so now I go back into the house four and a half hours later. Um, I'm a little butthurt um, getting upset uh, because uh, my wife went to the beach. She came home and then she fell asleep on the couch. And that is fine. That is fine. And I need to say this up front because I wasn't mad with her. I was mad at the simple fact that I bought too much dirt. I then had to move the dirt and I now have a garage full of dirt that I am going to use, but not till next year. I'm not going to start doing more stuff. I might do a little bit before the snow flies, but for the most part, I feel like I'm done with dirt. And, um, So now I'm freaking out, right, because she didn't help me. I feel like I'm by myself. Um, uh, You know, when there's stuff that needs to get done, um, I just wish she would jump on it. And then um, I get all this out. She tells me to calm down, uh, you know, the way we always do. And she's like, take a shower. I'm going to cook dinner. And let's just have an enjoyable evening now that you're done and you can relax because... I now have to upload the videos, I have to edit, uh, I have to type in all the descriptions and the timestamps and all this other stuff and get it all done before midnight so that it all uploads on Thursday morning for all of you at 5. So I'm, I'm getting all this stuff done, I got everything else done, and we had an enjoyable time. 
But I had a lot of time to think about why I was freaking out, why I said the things that I said. So Wednesday night, she goes to bed, and I'm now sitting up. I'm doing all those things I was just talking about. And I'm talking to uh, my professor, Rick, at, in the Plastow School, and I was telling him that, like, my arms, both of my arms kept seizing up. And then when I would bend my legs back, uh, all the all the muscles, everything would contract, and those would tighten up. So I literally exerted my pot, my body to the extent where everything was starting to seize up from doing all of the shoveling and moving and digging and squatting and, you know, just everything you have to do to move earth. And so now I'm talking to him, and he's like, oh, all right, well, do you think you can make it? And I go, uh, and then as soon as I was in the middle of talking to him, my hand locked up. It just went blink, and I'll put that video in too, um, and I'll, I'll have to cut out the sound from it. But I basically just say, uh, I'm like in pain. You can tell I'm in pain, and then all of a sudden, my, 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 uh, my hand just opens up, and it's just relief. So I sent him that video, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I can't even grab anything. Like, if I grab something and pressure pressure grab it, like squeeze it, everything locked up. Now, this is also the problem I went to the doctors for multiple times. I had all kinds of liquid pumped through me. They literally scanned this entire arm because I had... Uh, some issues with it after a couple arm bars and some other stuff going on, which it seems like most of the damage and the pain was coming from the shoulder, not the arm. So all of these things are happening. I'm like, I can't make it to class, man. This is, this is a bummer. Um, but I have to obviously realize I'm 42. And when I get done doing uh, heavy work like this, uh, my body just doesn't recover like it used to when I was in my 20s and 30s. Uh, it's incredible, actually. It's kind of mind-blowing because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? And it's, it, it's I th I'm blaming old age at this point because I don't know what it is. I work out all the time. I'm always doing mobility. I'm always working things. I'm doing jujitsu. You know, I know I'm not running and doing a lot of extra stuff right now, but I mean, this was crazy. It was both arms, both legs. So I'm just saying that I'm old, you know, 42 this year. And um, it's crazy. It's crazy how quickly um, you go from being able to do stuff like that and being able to wake up the next day and just continue with life. And then now I, I do stuff like that and it like takes a day away from me because I need to recoup and rebuild. So Thursday morning I wake up, I'm, I'm doing a whole bunch of things, getting all the stuff done that I couldn't do the night before. And then uh, my wife wakes up and she's getting ready to go to work. So I let her take a shower and stuff because I didn't want to interrupt her while she was trying to get ready for work. But as she was ready for work, that's when I, you know, decided to have a conversation with her and talk to her about everything that happened yesterday and the way I was acting and the way I was dealing with it. And I let her know that, like, I wasn't mad at her, but... I was upset at the simple fact that, like, 
you know, I had access to a second wheelbarrow. I got, we have plenty of shovels in the garage, and I just needed an extra hand. And it, I was waiting for her to walk the dogs because the dogs hadn't been walked in like hours. And she never just she never came out of the house. So I was like, ah, so I'm going over all this with her. And, you know, she's 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 we're having a conversation. And this is what uh, the work is. You know, when you're in a relationship or you're married, it's a lot of work just because you flip out. Or just because I flip out and I say some stuff doesn't mean that I always feel this way. It was just in that moment, right? So that needs to be explained. And then what else needs to be explained is the simple fact that I'm so trying to get rid of this. I hate this. I hate it. It drives me crazy. I can't stand the fact that I get to a certain boiling point. And I can't dial it back. Everything overflows, you know, the pot explodes and everything goes all over the walls. That's my emotions. And it sucks. And it's, but being able to work on it with her, like have these conversations in the morning, it doesn't take anything back. It doesn't make it go away. But it helps her deal with what I said. It helps me realize that what I said was wrong and the way I said it could have been much better. And so I just keep working on it and it's just part of being married. People are going to have issues. You're going to have bad times. You're going to have good times. But the thing is, is you got to work through it. You know what I mean? So when you are having these issues, Always remember that these issues that you're having personally are also affecting the people around you. So if you live at home with your parents, it's affecting them. If you're if you're with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, then it's it's affecting them. And of course, in my case, if you're with your wife, it affects her. So you've got to realize that when this happens, you're affecting everybody around you. Right? And that's what that's where I go, okay, yes, I freaked out. Yes, I was upset. Yes, I had a good reason. But at the end of the day, it could have been done so much better. It didn't need to be yelling and screaming. It didn't need to be finger pointing. What it needed to be was a conversation and pointing out the simple fact that I just really needed some help. And that's all it was. I just needed some help. I'm getting eaten alive by bugs. I spent four and a half hours out there digging in the dirt, just ruining myself, and now I can't go to jujitsu. So I was I was super bummed out. But we got through that. She had a good day at work. I had a good day at work. And um, you know, now it's Friday and Saturday. It was it was busy, but here's where the packed act comes in. No orders. I literally got like maybe three of my orders. One of them Two boxes were sent out at the exact same time, and one of them was missing. So, the PACT Act has really screwed everything up. I mean, not only for you at home, you can never order anything online anymore. But for us as a vape shop, now everything goes through the postal system. So, now my orders don't come in. 
And when my orders don't come in, my my shelves don't get filled. And that makes me very uh, sad because I, I want to have my shelves full for when everybody shows up to buy their favorite stuff. And it really puts a damper on uh, being able to do that because when orders get lost or they get damaged, they get sent back to the company for whatever reason, it sucks. This PACT Act has really screwed everything up. Like I said, I, I agreed with regulations. I agree with a bunch of stuff. But why did FedEx and UPS have to stop shipping vaping products? You know what I mean? It's so annoying to me that everything comes through um, the U United States Postal Service and very little comes UPS or FedEx now. And now because of that, my shelves stay empty. So it was a good busy weekend, but because we didn't end up getting like any orders, I really wish I had brought my notebook with me. I could have put some work in and wrote up that story, uh, gotten a little bit further because literally I've had like no time. And it's so difficult to do all of this by yourself. It really is. There's a lot going on here. There's so much more I want to do. And I'm just struggling with it. But we had a good weekend. Shop's killing it. I think one of our competitors is going out of business, um, which is crazy to me because it won't be just that store. I heard from another guy that owns a vape shop in Plastow. Um, that the that the location near him is also on the same um, it, it's doing the same thing as the one in Seabrook. So I'm wondering if all six of them are going to go down the toilet. But that's crazy to me because this did, you know, that that vape shop uh, is quite the staple. And, uh, you know, the city probably had something to do with putting them out of business because before the city showed up, I mean, that was that was we were basically competition. That was it. It was it was it was New Hampshire Vape Gallery and it was it was Route One and so I I've just been hearing a lot of stuff around the rumor mill that you know uh, vape shops are still falling off today you know they didn't keep up with stuff they didn't jump on the disposable game they never got their tobacco license in time they didn't know how to transfer from uh, just uh, from from manufacturers to distributors it was a lot of work it was a lot of work you know. So when we worked on it for eight months um, and before all of it went into effect, uh, we were just ahead of the game. And I thought everybody else was doing that. I didn't realize we were like a very small percentage of shops that were actually um, getting ready for, you know, the next hammer to come down. So um, I feel really bad for them because I didn't see them as competition. I just saw them as another vape shop. And if I didn't have something, I would just send the people to that one to see if they had it. You know, it was, it was, I felt like I've always felt this way that instead of being in competition with another vape shop, we should just help each other. You know, I have my customers, you have your customers, but at the end of the day, we're both doing the same exact thing. So why is everything a competition? You know, I feel like the podcast game and the com the comedians and stuff like that, they have it right. You want to push each other up. You want to build each other. You want to help each other and you want to, um, there's enough out there for all of us. There's no reason to become cutthroat and bring, um, you know, and make it this crazy competition. Uh, oh, and also on Saturday, I get a text message from my nephew. Quick little update. Um, so he was doing good without the vape. 
Um, he was still struggling, headaches, shaking. I don't know if anybody out there feels this, but the fa- the, the shaking thing, I couldn't explain. I don't shake when I don't have nicotine, so I thought that was a little weird. And maybe he was being a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you um, exaggerate? He was exaggerating. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it does affect people that way. I don't know. I've never talked to anybody withdrawing from uh, nicotine and shaking uh, uncontrollably. Um, But then he's telling me that, you know, uh, he found a vape while he was at this campground. And he took it home. And it worked. And then he's vaping on it, you know, at the campsite. And then his dad was supposed to be at the pool, but then showed up. Well, that's what parents do, you know. I'm at the pool and got to go get something, right? So he shows up and he takes it away from him, doesn't say anything. And uh, I'm talking to him and he's telling me all this. And I'm like, oh, man, dude, what are you doing? First of all, why do you keep, how do you keep finding these? It's one of my first questions. I'm like, how does he keep finding them? Every time he has been caught with one, it's a vape that he found, which I find to be so interesting. And then... On top of that, um, he he's he's vaping on it, and it's COVID. So found a vape on the ground, and then uses it. What? What are you doing? I don't understand. I don't get it. You, st- I mean, yeah, sure. I'm in my forties. I can uh, just go buy a vape whenever I want. I work at a vape shop, so I've got access to them all the time. But still, it's COVID. Why are you picking a vape up off the ground and sucking on it? Somebody else was sucking on that. That has spit and saliva all over it. That's COVID city, bro. What are you doing? You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't get COVID. I'm more worried about him catching COVID from that and, and instead of, you know, catching the buzz. And then um, he's like, oh, can you call? Because we, we, we talked about this over the phone. And then uh, I'm texting, and then all of a sudden, I went to go send him a text because he sent me one that said, you know, can you talk to my dad? Um, I really need this. Um, You know, every time I try to talk to him about it, he doesn't want, he doesn't listen to me. And I, 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 huh, sorry, buddy. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I'm sure your dad already told you. You should have never started, stupid, period. Should have never started. So this problem is your own. And that was the text message I was going to send him before I realized that my text message didn't go through. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I tried calling him. And that didn't go through. And I was like, oh, shit. He got the phone taken away again. So he had sent me a picture of my other nephew, because there's uh, four of them. And uh, I guess he was... I thought they were playfully doing something in the water and, you know, the little the little one just sucked the two middle fingers up and uh, then they snapped the picture and he was just sending it to me. Well, turns out they instigated him to uh, give the fingers to the camera and then they snapped it and they sent it to me. And, of course, when I saw it, I thought it was funny. And then I got the context of the picture and I went, ah, Jesus Christ, I'm not trying to encourage that. I just thought the picture was funny. I thought he did it on his own, and he didn't. So 
Now his phone's off again. He got it taken away. I mean, I don't think a 13-year-old should have a phone anyways, but who am I? I have no kids. I have no ideas. Um, that's the way the world is. All the kids want to feel like they're fitting in, and if they don't have a phone, they don't fit in, and it's like this. I got, I, It was like that for us too, but it was more clothing. Like if I didn't have cross colors, I didn't fit in. So I needed cross colors, and my parents would be like, I can't afford cross colors, so we're gonna, we're just going to get you these ones. And then there was hyper colors. I don't know if anybody remembers those, but these shirts, you would touch them, and as they warmed up, they would change color. So you had to have a hyper color. You had to have your Z-Cav Ricci's. Um, you had to have cross colors in the 90s. So it was more clothing and... You know, tape players or CD, when CD players came out, you had to have a CD player. So I get it. As time goes on and technology changes, now everybody has a cell phone. So if you don't have a cell phone, you feel like you're left out. I still don't think anybody under the age of 18 should have a cell phone. I think it's crazy. There's too much stuff on there. There's no reason to be doing this. And I know you can put restrictions on it, but, you know, even though the kids today are pretty stupid with all the technology that's out they're pretty goddamn smart at figuring out how to get around the parental locks. But my nephew doesn't seem to realize that his parents have full access to that phone. So I was always very careful on how I answered him, what I said to him, um, and, and, and stuff like that. Because I, I know they're looking at it. Now, if he's just willy-nilly just going uh on the phone and doing whatever and not thinking about that well that's on him and that's on him not on me but you know i just feel i i feel for him because there's nothing i can do and there's literally nothing i can do and it's like my wife wants to bring him over here so he can you know do some work for us and hang out and maybe um be able to talk about these things a little bit more freely without um you know feeling like he's being completely watched by his parents and no I'm not looking to say anything specific but I just want to hear what he has to say with nobody else around kind of get a feel for what he's thinking you know kind of dig into his adolescent brain and see what's going on in there and see if we can't turn this around you know but my my thing was is the only thing you have for an option dude is a piece of gum uh, finding projects to do. And, um, so far it doesn't seem like any of that's working, you know, and, and I feel bad, but I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, what were you doing? What are you thinking? Just, you're kind of stuck now, but by the time you can actually vape, you know, you probably won't be. So let's, let's work on it now. Let's get rid of it. Let's get it out of your life now. Um, you can do it just like everybody else can. And all those things that you're, I think the shaking is just your anxiety, you know, it, it's just his anxiety is what I think. So that, 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 that all happened on, um, Saturday. So that was fun. Then I get home and, you know, of course my wife's like, I got to tell you about, and I'm like, yeah, 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 me too. Me too. So we're talking to each other about all this. And, uh, we basically came down to the decision that like, even if we were to have him over, I don't want to have to hide all my shit because I'm worried. You know what I mean? And I have every right to worry because he's showing that he is giving in to this more and more. So, therefore, his 
need for it is more and more, which means he, if he needs and wants it in his own mind, he's going to get it however he can, even if it was to take things from me or my wife, which he's already done. So it's like, oh, okay, so if we bring him here and say she steps outside, he's inside talking to me, and I go to the bathroom, there's no stopping him from grabbing whatever's on my shelf. And then I may or may not notice it. And you know what I mean? So we don't want all these worries. And um, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I tried to talk to him, but his phone's been taken away again. So uh, we'll see what happens when we go and see him. And then uh, Sunday, I go to, I got to get, I got to get the, oh, I was going to water the lawn. And I can't because it was raining. So that made me happy because I couldn't mow either. And then I go grocery shopping. I got to do a bunch of running around. My neighbor had to come over first before I could do any of this. So shopping was super late. And then I'm like, all right, let's get, uh, let's eat lunch. Let's get ready. And let's go drop off my mom's birthday gift. So we go down there. We see my mom. We see my dad. And uh, that was a good old time. So hung out for like an hour or so. And then uh, my mom gave me something. And I got super excited and we stay there for a little bit, you know, we, we head home and, uh, when we get home, uh, we found out that, uh, well, no, I found out that Archer, the TV show came back, right? And that show was one of our favorites. It's why our dog is named Archer. Also, I wanted a German name and then, you know, I'm not German. So, but I thought I was, so Archer is actually a German uh, name and it, you know king of the uh, archers and um, stuff like that and then when we got Barry Barry was named after the uh, nemesis of Archer which is Barry in the show so I find out that Archer's new season came back and I was like oh dope I haven't watched this in forever because I thought Dreamland um, and the one after that and sucked I thought I I did I was so like when he gets shot and it goes into the coma all of a sudden we have these three these two seasons of just weirdness it was just weird and I knew we were in the dream and I get it but at the same time I was like this is not the same show you know and I can't remember the two seasons exactly um, but then uh, we go on Hulu. And I'm like, oh, shit, look at this. We got three more seasons. And she's like, what? And there was a whole season of them in space. And then he finally woke up out of the coma. And now we're on uh, 2019. uh, No, 2020's uh, season. We're almost done with that. I'm going to have to rewatch an episode because, like I said, I I fell asleep on the couch last night. And um, so I'm getting excited because we're getting into uh, we're getting ready to get into the new season of Archer. And I'm hoping that they'll do the same with Rick and Morty soon, because I'm like, I think the last season I saw was Pickle Rick. And I think there's been a couple more seasons since then. But I always miss out on it. They don't they don't put it on. They're not putting it on Hulu uh, like this is. And I don't know if it's I don't know where you find Rick and Morty, actually. So. But that's another show I need to catch up with. And, you know, anything coming out of Comedy Central is just garbage to find because they hide everything. It's like, I don't want to pay for you, Comedy Central. You're, like, worthless now. And anything that you release 
You should just put it somewhere. Put it somewhere where we can get it. You know, I thought, I think it was like ESPN or something I got. I was supposed to get Comedy Central with it. And um, I, I just noticed that that's gone. So I don't know what they did or that they dropped an app or something. But super excited for Archer. We, uh, we, we were just binge watching that all uh, from yesterday afternoon to, uh, you know, I fell asleep on the couch. So it was great. I'm so excited. It's funny again. It's not weird anymore. It's, it's, it's back to its re- realness, and I like that. I've always liked that about Archer. I like the realness of it. So very excited about that. Now, today was an amazing day. You know, I had a lot of stuff to get done. I wasn't capable of putting anything on the on the Instagram or anything like that. But I, I, I we're still walking the dogs. I had jujitsu this morning. It was a great class. Um, I'm getting a little bit more confidence when I go up against my professors. But I will tell you, every time I go up against them, it's just anxiety. I'm like, what's gonna happen? I don't know. All I know is is I got to get my defenses up because even if I'm the first one to come in, I'm going to be the first one to tap. It's just brutal. But Lucas is amazing. He's just an amazing professor. And, you know, I think he I think he's like 26 or something. I mean, the guy is just incredible. Uh the his feet feel like hands and it's just it's it's magical. Even when you're getting tapped, you're like, "Wow." can't believe that just happened. I can't believe that just happened or that came out of nowhere. And I love that stuff. I get super excited. Like, I don't, I, I don't care if I have to tap. That's not a big deal. My ego was destroyed long ago. But they'll do something. And I'm like, I was here and I wound up here. And then you got me with this. And that's just incredible. It was, it's, it's like magic. And they, he feels so fluid, you know, and I, I'm looking forward to the day that that happens with me. Um, it's just, it takes a lot of work. And when you're doing it every single day, like he does, you, it, I, I'm sure it was very difficult for him to get where he is today. But at the same time, I bet you it was kind of almost easier than what I'm doing. You know, when you're doing it two, three times a week, like a normal person, um, you don't catch on that quickly, but you you get some good work in. So it was great. I'm trying not to get so much anxiety going up against my professors, but it's, it's going to happen. I mean, you just, every time I, I lock up with them, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. You know, I'm like, and they say like, when, when you wind up in an arm bar over and over again, or if you wind up in a choke, or if you wind up here and you wind up there, it's because you made a mistake. Because what you're doing is, is you're waiting for the person to make a mistake so that you can make a move. So you have to find out where you made your mistake so that you can avoid making that mistake. If you don't want to be put in an armbar anymore, figure out why you keep getting put in an armbar. It's not because you just suck and you keep getting put in armbars. It's because you keep making one small mistake or you keep turning some way. It's something is you're doing something wrong, and once you figure that out, you'll avoid the armbar. So really cool. I love learning this stuff. I mean, it's just, it's great. I've, I popped one of my thumb. I don't know if anybody can really see it, but it's swollen. It is so swollen right now. It just went down on the mat like this. I was making a fist, and my hand got slammed onto the mat, and you just heard a 
And I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, now to extend it and, uh, like, if I grip something and try to squeeze that, it caused pain right there. So I'm just going to have to figure out how to tape it up. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. It just popped. It's a, it, It'll be fine. It's fine. These are the little things that happen. If you... If you want to get into jujitsu, you want to get into martial arts. I mean, little injuries always happen. You just have to figure out how to get through them. Um, some are more severe than others. Like uh, Tyler's got some bruised ribs right now. Been there, done that. Um, bruised ribs suck. It hurts when you cough. It hurts when you laugh. It hurts when someone heavier than you puts weight on your side. So, But I think that's a good thing because now he can work on uh, whenever. Here we go. When I bruised my ribs and I had those issues, it would make me defend my ribs. So I wouldn't, I would try not to allow anybody to get me in the side pressure. So sometimes having an injury can help you because if you're always allowing people to get on your side, but now you have bruised ribs, well, you're not going to let anybody get on, their, get on your side. So now it builds your defense. And that's that's how I did dealt with a lot of this stuff. You know, there was some injuries I've gotten that kept me off the mats for a little bit. But little things like that, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm sure this thing will start feeling better tomorrow. And I'll just tape it up for Wednesday and Thursday. No big deal. But it was a great class. Um, I get home. I tell Tyler I got to cut things short. I got to go and mow the lawn. Both weed whackers shit the bed. I don't know how to fix them. That's fine. And uh, then I get the whole lawn mode, and uh, my wife gets out of work early. Um, and so she's home now, and now I'm up here recording the podcast. So uh, it's just been a crazy week. Again, it's just never-ending. Time seems to fly by faster and faster. I told Tyler what I was doing. He was like, dude, by the time you know it, it's going to be 8 o'clock. And I go, yep, that's my day. And that's just the way it is, you know. There's no way to avoid that. Um, time just seems to go by faster and faster, and no matter how much time you try to make for yourself, it's just never enough. So it's quite all right. But that is the weekly roundup. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we are open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m., and you can come inside our store and shop. Um, I've told you about them a couple times now, but they are taking off. That's right. Nin tobacco pouches. They're amazing. I love them. Look at this. I'm done. Now I don't have to worry about where it goes. It's a great product, and if you are looking to stop smoking, stop vaping, but you still need your nicotine. This is what I'm doing. It's working great for me. And we carry them. They're $6 at New Hampshire Vape Gallery. Escobar collaborated with Savage, making three brand new flavors in their awesome vapable device. They're disposable. It's amazing. I love it. Kiwi Dragonberry, Strawberry Banana Ice, and Blue Razzleberry Pomegranate. You thought the devices were um, you thought these disposables were amazing with their own flavors. Now they've got savage flavors inside. They're even better. I mean, they just keep getting better. They're amazing. 
Um, and then, of course, we do carry all the devices, and we've still got IPX80s. They've been flying off the shelf. Nord 4s have been taking off like a rocket. All of these devices, all of the juice, all of the flavors, all of the disposables, you can get them right now. That's right. Even today as I'm speaking to you, we are open, right? Because we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And you can shop inside the store. But don't forget, you can always give us a call, 603-814-4171. And that is New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring. And as always, I look forward to seeing you there. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell that? It's right here at the bottom of the screen. It's also in the description in the bottom of the video. That's right. Go to the description, bottom of the video, click the link, and you have full access to everything I'm going to tell you about right now because this shit is awesome. It's awesome. Great clothing, great towels, great beachwear, great skateboards, gloves, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts. That's right. You're going to need them for this fall. It's coming up fast. September 22nd is the last day of summer, and you need to get prepared for the cold weather coming in this year because it will be cold, I'm sure. Mother Nature never lets us down. But you can get any of these amazing products right here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. I love the swim shirts. Their hats are awesome. The kids' clothes are great. And the leggings for the women or men are awesome. The prints are amazing, and they last wash after wash. The embroidering is solid. The clothing is soft. The long sleeve, uh, long sleeve shirt, it almost feels like you're not wearing anything. It's amazing, and it looks great. I love it. I absolutely love all of these products. And you can get any of these products today at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell it? It's right here at the bottom of the screen or in the description underneath the video. Naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. I love this place i love this website i love this website it's amazing their hand sanitizer is now on sale 50 percent off two dollars and fifty cents a bottle come get some all right lip balm amazing uh look at this the foot and body soak right now 25 percent off Woo! used to be 10 bucks i think it's now six this is great Get a deal. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. Then now the salve. Perfect. I love it. It's great for dry skin. Okay. Organic products that are safe and great for your skin. Um, and then, of course, they do have their beard oil that it has two different scents. And I've heard nothing but good things uh, from people who use it. So you can get one or all five of these products today. 
Just go to naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. And get some of these amazing products and help melt away the stressful days. Get rid of that dry skin and uh, make sure we're keeping clean so we don't catch COVID or the flu because nobody wants either of them, right? So go to naturalbossnh.com today, get one or all five of these products. And now back to talking with Topher. All right. And now we're going to do current events. All right. So there's a couple things that I wanted to take a look at because, well, I haven't been keeping up with them. So we have got that um, hurricane that hit um, Louisiana, I believe. And um, yeah, I wanted to, uh, oh, New Orleans. Uh, The hurricane is called Ida which was turned into a tropical storm. So there's a whole bunch of videos on this storm. Ida. I mean, the only thing I can say is that I think we all need to move away from the water. I know, I know, all their stuff is done on the water. That's how they make all their money. I get it. What? Uh, maybe, maybe a drive to the water would be better. Live, live. A drive away from the water, maybe. I don't know, but let's check this out real quick since this current event is completely screwed up. Half hour or so for our crews, especially for Jason. He should probably get to his safe place now as that inner eye wall approaches what? him, approaches Homa, and you talk about being in the eye, the calmness. Uh, the backside of that eye wall is going to hit you without any warning. It's very different than the front half of the storm coming where the winds gradually increase, the rain increases, things like that. When you look at that backside of the eye wall and you're outside trying to take pictures of the eye, you are going to have no warning. It's incredibly dangerous. Uh, So just take note of that. The winds are going to be fierce over the next several hours for places like Homa, New Orleans. Mm. You're on the east side of the storm. The eye is going to pass just to your west. And so we are going to get sustained winds, 100 115 miles per hour in this area shaded in peak this is an extreme wind warning and so this is almost like an ef2 tornado for example just making a slow roll across this region you need to prepare for this just as you would a tornado warning get to a place away from windows this hurricane could easily pick up objects trees debris anything and and it will turn into a projectile could come through your window so get away from windows get into the bottom floor of your home and just stay there for the next several hours as this storm continues to make a slow crawl up through Louisiana. What's interesting too is the eye actually looks better organized now than when it came right on shore. Uh, you have to remember a lot of South Louisiana, a lot of marshland right here, uh, very that warm eye water is huge. as it was coming oh on my shore. God. Uh, so the eye actually got even better organized uh, just after landfall. 
Winds are around. I mean, there's like over a million people without power right now. Are around Homa as we speak. They're going to continue to get worse within the next 30 minutes or so. We've already had uh, wind reports of 148 miles per hour in Grand Isle, Port Fouchon right around 153. This 148 has an asterisk by it because the gauge broke at that point. So most what? likely we had winds even higher. Look at this, New Orleans lakefront already experiencing hurricane force wind gusts, and oh you will God. continue to experience those for the next several hours. It's not going to get better until that storm not only reaches uh, next to you when it's just west of you, but it's going to have to pass northwest of you before you finally see those hurricane uh, wind gusts subside. So you're going to be uh, in the brunt of it. You are right now, and you'll continue to be so for the next several hours. We could see 110 mile per hour winds or more in this area shaded in pink. And then as the storm moves oh to the boy. north, we're going to that hang to on to those hurricane force winds uh, over the next several, several hours into tonight, overnight, and then into tomorrow morning. A lot of areas will still get those hurricane gusts. This storm is weakening very, very slowly, Jim. Over the last couple of hours, the winds have only come down about 10 miles per hour. So it's still oh, a very wow. dangerous category for storm. And just to reiterate, everyone in the South Louisiana area near Look Homa, at these videos Lafitte, on the right-hand side. I mean, it is insane. Those hurricane gusts. So now is the time to get to your safe place, Jim. And Jennifer, two quick Ugh. questions for you. One is, I, I'm also extremely impressed with how well-defined that eye wall is when you there look you at that radar. Uh, does that have any effect on just the, the sheer impact of this storm and how devastating it uh, might be? Uh, that is impressive. When a storm comes ashore like that, a hurricane comes ashore like that, and the eye is still that well-defined, I, I know it's probably happened before, uh, but that is standing out to me. And then one of the other things I wanted to ask you about was wow. The, All right, I'm going to uh, cut him off, but I mean, you can see River, it. The uh, damage the is giant. Was by the storm, I can't imagine um, this is the first time that that is. I mean, this is just always, always so sad. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I feel so bad for these people, but I'm also like, doesn't this happen a lot? And I mean. Like it's like it's like the fires, right? You gotta get out of those areas. I think I, I just don't think these areas are gonna be safe anymore to um, build a house at. I don't. I think you're gonna have to eventually move to a different spot. And it's like, well, after the fires go through, uh, is that good area to then build? Because if the fire already went through there. Can you build where the fire already was? Because hopefully it won't come back. But it's like you don't want to build where a flood happened. Because then the flood comes back. But I guess the fire could come back too. I don't know. I, I'm so glad I don't live in an area that goes through this type of weather. Um, whether it be fires or flooding or anything. I mean... We've definitely had some good hurricanes. We've had some good storms. We've had trees down, power outages, all those, all those things. But nothing, nothing that really like wrecks everything, and then like you know the whole area is um, destroyed. And then uh, you know, I mean, this what this Irene? I think it was Hurricane Irene was 16 years ago. So that's what one of the other reasons why this is so 
devastating is because 16 years ago they had to already go through this and now they're doing it again. I'm just hoping that whatever Irene did, they kind of learned from it and they, you know, made some things a little bit better, maybe sturdier. Maybe the buildings that went up could withstand stronger winds. But who knows if this storm just wiped out everything that they rebuilt 16 years ago. So I just, I feel bad. I, I, this sucks. But I guess my, my message is move. Get away from the water. Water's nice, but I don't want to live anywhere near this shit. Um, let's see here. Let's get into the next thing. Um, there is, so this right here is, uh, Bolarama and a lot of restaurants are going through this right now because of COVID, um, because of people, I don't know, just being ignorant assholes. It's the only way I can see it. I would, at this moment in time, if I was to go to a restaurant, I would not be putting up a stink about anything. I would just be thankful that I'm at a fucking restaurant, right? And not these people. These people are upset about their bill. They're upset. They're crumbling things up. They don't want to fucking pay. Um, they're, they're just rude to all the people waiting on them. They're rude to the managers. They're, rude. they're just rude to everybody. And what I have to say to these people is stay the fuck home. What are you doing? Like, I think me and Tyler were kind of talking about this earlier. And... Um, you know, we're talking about the traffic and people not knowing how to drive. Literally three people cut me off this morning and Tyler's like, what the hell's going on? I go, I don't know. I just deal with this every day now. It's just like the norm. No one's looking. Everybody pulls out really fast and stops real hard because they wanted to make a left-hand turn and they, they realized they were passing it. And because they don't know where they're going, you are now, you know, part of the mess. And it's like, dude, if you don't know where you're going, just Pull the fuck over and figure it out. You don't have to stop your car in the middle of the road and cause a traffic jam because you're lost. It's bullshit. Um, but this is the same idea. I think everybody that had to stay home because of COVID got to the point where they would order something and it would show up at their house. They were getting the best prices. They were getting deals. They were getting all this. And now they're going to restaurants and they're expecting the same service. Well, that's not how it works. And don't tell me you forgot how a restaurant works. They're always expensive. Always. If you're going to a cheap restaurant, it's not a very good one all the time. I'm sorry, but if you pay money, you usually get good stuff. You know, the less money you pay, the less quality shit you get. It's just the way it is, um, which is why fast food is so goddamn cheap and Olive Garden's affordable. But then you go to like the yard, not the yard. Uh, there's another restaurant, the Copper Door. So fast food, cheap. Um, Olive Garden, reasonable. And then you got like Copper Door, which is like high end. So. And I, and I know that's not a high, high end. I know there's higher end than that. But that's the way it works. Like, if you want quality, you have to pay for it. And when you go to a bowl of rama and you order whatever you ordered and you and you get upset about the bill, the fuck is wrong with you? You're at a bowl of rama. At least you're out of the house. Just enjoy it, right? That's my thoughts on it anyways. But I wanted to see this real quick. 
because this is happening more and more, and it's kind of irritating at this point. quickly Saturday night. This Facebook video posted by Bolarama in Portsmouth showing an intense moment with manager Andrew Medeiros and a party of 12 that was unhappy with their bill and large bar tab. Just one of several recent incidents. Bar tab? It's just been so out of control that um, we've seen our employees break down in tears, and it just breaks my heart. The video shows a patron crumbling the bill and tossing it back at Medeiros. He said a similar incident at Newick's Lobster House in Dover uh, has been fresh on his of. mind. That restaurant gaining some attention on social media after posting a sign out front reading customers who feel the need to rant and rave like a spoiled child will be asked to leave. Yep. Seeing another local Good. business do the same um, made me want to made me want to stand up for our employees and 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 reach out to the public and say hey this is going on and it's not okay and it needs to stop as for what's causing the uptick in rude customers Medeiros can't wrap his head around it i think covid is part of it i think for some reason somewhere along the line people started looking down upon members of the service industry and i really don't know why fortunately he says the good far outweigh the bad and the feedback okay. from the public for this i don't believe that i don't believe these people i don't think that's true i don't think anybody forgot or uh thinks less of the service people i think everybody's been at home doing amazon orders and da- door dash uh, deliveries and they've been getting treated a specific way for so long at their house that they're now expecting those same things back well guess what that's not the way this works it doesn't matter how much you're paying for your food it doesn't matter what restaurant you go to it's the same as it's always been these people work their asses off for basically nothing and then they get no tip from assholes like this and that's ridiculous and excuse me are you not expecting to pay a large alcohol bill what the fuck is wrong with you what is wrong with you i don't understand that there's no reason why you would go to a place and buy alcohol and expect it to be affordable it's impossible you can go and buy a six-pack for the price of a beer anywhere everybody knows that so when these people complain about their beer tab or their food being too expensive you're paying for being in the restaurant. That's what you're paying for. So it doesn't matter if you're at a Copper Door or a Wendy's. It doesn't matter. You're paying to be in that restaurant. So everything's going to be more expensive than having DoorDash delivered to you at your house. Or you going to the grocery store and buying a 30 rack or whatever you're buying. You can always buy the bottle cheaper and bring it home. But when you're at the restaurant, that's what you're paying for. So these people, in my eyes, are just scumbags. And they're just like the rest of the people on the road that drive like nobody else is there. They're just ignorant fucks. And it makes me sick and it makes me sad that these things are happening. And everybody wants to blame COVID. It's, it's not COVID. It's just ignorant assholes treating people like shit. Because, what, they've been on Twitter and that's the way they do Twitter? So they're bringing it to the restaurant? That's what I think. I think a lot of the reason why people are acting the way they're acting is because of social media. They get to be these jerks behind the screen and then all of a sudden they're trying to treat real people the exact same way, expecting the same exact result. Well, if I just complain and throw a fit, I can get a cheaper bill. No. 
You're not canceling them. You're not getting a cheaper bill. If you want to go to a restaurant, you just pay their prices. Enjoy the fact that you're out and eating and conversating and enjoying the atmosphere. And just know that that's what you're paying for. And stop treating these people like they're some Twitter account. I don't know. The whole thing makes me so upset. And I just think it's disgusting. So this one here is... uh, Christine Lewis, um, she was the voice of some Disney characters. She was the voice of a, the Simpsons character. Um, this is a character voice that she does, and she was the voice on the Simpsons of Helen Lovejoy. She was murdered. She was in Brazil, right? I think she moved there, according to the article. And she was murdered. Yeah, murdered in her home in Brazil. I don't know if it was a fan or somebody that she knew. Um, Some of uh, uh, her belongings were found um, in uh, Elin Goncalves Vasconcelos de Costa's home. So this is that guy's name. I'm sorry if I pronounced it incorrectly, but I... Not very good reader in the first place. I'm working on it. This guy broke into her house, right? She was murdered this month, and the police have now arrested the suspect, say uh, committed the heinous crime. Um, She lived in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and she was recording a Portuguese voiceover performances for some iconic video games, which I'm assuming is the picture right here. Uh, so these games are made there. She was based there. She's uh, recording her voice for the characters. Um, then, uh, let's see. Police say it was a robbery and are still treating her death as a murder in the meantime. Uh, the details of her death follow, uh, but fair warning, they are extremely grisly. Um, the Brazilian police report states that Louise was murdered in her home, in her own apartment, with a broken chalice, um, which was used to cut her throat. The suspect allegedly hid her body, and it was not found for seven days. The police believe that her mother, that his mother, uh, helped cover up this crime. I mean... It, it's crazy. It's crazy. So she's in Brazil. She's doing voiceover. I don't know how she met this person. Maybe it was somebody, a co-worker. Maybe it was a neighbor. I don't know that much about it. But, yeah, so he breaks into her house, either makes it look like a robbery or is actually robbing her, slits her throat, hides her body. They didn't find it for days. And then the mother helps with everything else. And now the mother is at large and this guy's in custody. I mean, this one took me by surprise. I was like, what is happening? So it's just it, crazy stuff, crazy stuff everywhere. And it's like, there's no stopping it. There's no stopping it. There is people are breaking. Now, whether this is COVID or maybe this guy lost his house or I don't know what's going on in Brazil. I have no idea. During COVID, I know Australia is off the chain and they are they've taken it to 
the the level of ripping parents away from their children or children away from their parents if they're COVID positive. I mean, it's just disgusting what certain places are doing to people because of a virus and trying to stop the spread of it. Um, as of today, uh, Americans are no longer allowed to go to the UK. I think it's UK or Europe in general. Uh, we've been put on a no-fly list because of the raising case, the raised cases over here. So now they don't want us traveling over there and spreading it even further. I don't think we can do this anymore. I don't think it's going to be possible to stop this thing. Like, I don't, I don't know who is at the top of this chain for the entire world. Um, but my message is, we have to learn how to live with this. And you can't run away from it. You can't hide from it. You can't lock down from it. You can't wear a mask. You can't get vaccinated. You can, none of it. None of it's going to stop this thing from doing what it's going to do. So my thing that I'm doing now is I'm choosing not to live in fear anymore. I'm not going to let the news scare me anymore. I'm not going to let COVID scare me anymore. I'm just going to live my life the way that I want to. And whatever happens, happens. You know, I, 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 more and more people are catching this. More and more people are dying. I mean, there's been, what, three people um, that were anti-mask, anti-vax, and now they're dead. And that's fine by me. I'm not going to worry about them anymore. If that's what you want to do, you want to believe that the virus is fake, you want to believe that masks don't work, and you want to believe the vaccination is uh, microchipped and going to kill you, or whatever, then that's your choice. But just know, like I said a couple weeks ago, the only thing that you're taking a gamble with is your life. And now those people are dead. I mean, there was a child care service somewhere, um, and, and two people that work there uh, were found dead in their homes separately, but they were both dead from COVID. So this is happening everywhere. There was some teacher that came in, gave it to 22 of her students, and gave it to four faculty members. She wasn't vaccinated, and she didn't believe. Now she's dead. So this is going to happen everywhere, and I know that they're using these uh, as, as clicky bait and fear. You know, don't get vaccinated, you die. I'm not saying that. I think it is plausible, of course, but I'm not, trying to put, put, I'm not trying to put out the message that you have to go get vaccinated because uh, these people died and they were unvaccinated. I'm just saying this is the gamble that we need to be able to take because we can't, we can't regulate everybody. You know, we can't do what Australia is doing. And I, I don't, I don't agree with what Australia is doing. I think it's absolutely disgusting, but I also think that like, you know, if you're trying to travel and trying to go places, I think that's kind of crazy right now too. So it just, it, 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 it this doesn't make me sad or upset. It makes me uh, question everything. It's like, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? Do you think you can actually eradicate a virus that's not even two, three years old? You know? So, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why she was murdered. But I just, I know that I believe the Helen character died anyways. I don't think Helen's been on the show in a while. But 
you know, that's probably because she wanted to go do all this other stuff because I'm pretty sure his, his, his wife died and then he was seeing the teacher and then the teacher died. So, like, everybody that's been with him has, like, died. Um, but, I mean, the show, The Simpsons. Um, but yeah, so really crazy people, who knows, maybe it was a full robbery and this guy was just like trying to get some stuff that, you know, he was incapable of getting cause he has no way of getting funds. And I, I mean, I'm seeing that more and more in America anyways. I mean, people breaking in and other people's houses because they're homeless and they got nowhere to go. And if they rob somebody for nine, 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 what is it? $9,000 or, or no, anything under a thousand dollars. You know, I think it was California that did it first, but, like, you could walk into a Walgreens, steal $900 worth of shit, walk out, and no one's going to prosecute you or arrest you. So, I don't know why this happened, but it really sucks that it happened, you know, and it's so uh, gruesome, and uh, I hope they catch the mom, you know. It seems like he definitely had some help covering this up. All right, so this one here, I'm going to flip it. So, I don't know about you, but I will not get anything tattooed on my face. I don't even like going below my wrists or above my neck, which is why I never did it. Uh, and there's plenty of people that do, and that's fine. That's good for you, not for me. But why are we tattooing our eyes? Okay? So an eyeball allows you to see things. The white of your eye is to absorb light so that the light can be bounced around inside your eye and then come back out so that you can see things. Without the white in your eye, you can't see. So my only message before I play this brutal video, which I haven't watched all of, only some of it, and I don't know if we're going to get into the whole five minutes of it. Oh, I didn't realize it was five minutes. I'm hoping... I didn't even break it down, but that's all right. That's my fault. I'm a, I'm a bad editor, but don't do this. Don't do this. Don't tattoo your eye. Okay. It's supposed to be white. I guess there's a specific way it can be done and it's safe. Just don't do it. Shit like this happens. She has now got to get some major surgeries. She's got I mean, let's just watch the video real quick. I'll, I'll stop it if I need to, but let's just let's let's go through this because this is insane. Model's eyeball inking goes dreadfully wrong. Meet Kat Gallander. She's a 24-year-old model from Ottawa, Canada. As you can tell from these photos, she's a fan of getting inked. Recently, she was convinced by a tattoo artist to try something a bit more extreme in the form of a. So, I don't like. How they say that she was convinced? What tattoo artist? I've never walked into a tattoo artist and told them that I want something. And then they were like, no, no, no. Why don't you do it like this? Or, you know, I've never. Maybe they had a creative idea and they took what I wanted and they drew it up on their own. But they would show me the original, which is what I asked for. And then they would show me their idea and they would be like, which one do you which one do you want? And I go, well. I'm going to go with this because your creative idea changed the picture to be better. And now um, it'll be more original because once that's tattooed on me, you can't use it on anybody else because this is my design. And that's how I like things. I don't I picked one tattoo many years ago when I turned 18 off of a board 
And I promised myself I would never do it again. So all the rest of my tattoos on my body, I have picked out. I have drawn. I have gone to tattoo artists and told them exactly. And then they drew me up a picture. And then we put it on my body. I find that to be way better. And you can look at them, you know, every day and know that you put the work in on these tattoos. And they have more meaning because of it. But I don't believe. I mean, convinced what was he doing? He was like, come on, this is a great idea. Let me just put some ink in your eye. You'll look so hot. Uh, what? What do you mean she was convinced? So I don't know exactly how that happens, and this is probably why the lawsuit will go in her direction because if she sticks to this narrative, um, it's like she was coerced co- coerced into um, getting her t- eye tattooed. But seriously... I mean, at the end of the day, don't you make your own decisions? You're going to let somebody tell you getting tattooed on the eyeballs a good idea and you're going to go along with it? I don't know. I don't like that word being used, but that's me. A purple eye tattoo. But that procedure went oh so horribly wrong. It went so bad that the infected eye began seeping purple ink. Yep. Immediately after the botched inking, Kat went to hospital. Uh. There, she was put on a course of antibiotics, but they caused the eye to swell and become completely shut. Oh, my God. Next, docs tried steroid treatment, but they made the infection clump. <gasps> and chances are, Kat's now going to have some sort of permanent vision damage. She shared her story because she doesn't want others to suffer the same fate. Oh the procedure's God. creator, Luna Cobra, inked his first eyeball tattoo 10 years ago and filmed it. He says this inspired many unqualified copycats around the globe. Cobra told Newsweek, this happens all the time all over the world. He's trying to get it banned. Hang around for more stories on tattoos. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, this should be illegal. It should be illegal 100%. There's just certain areas of your body you should never tattoo. And I'm saying this. And I believe it 100%. Do not tattoo your eyes. It's not cool. It's dangerous. If you don't have the proper person behind that gun, which I don't even think. It's got to be like one person. Maybe just that one guy. You know what I mean? Don't do this. Don't get your eye tattooed. Okay? I just think it's a very, very bad thing to do to yourself. You need your eyes to see. And if you can see... Don't take that for granted because there's many people on this planet who can't see that wish they could. And now I hope these people are like, what are you doing, people? What are you doing? I can't see. I want my vision. Why would you ever do something that could take away your vision? It doesn't, it doesn't even look cool. It looks weird. If you really want your eyes to look cool, there's plenty of ways. Go get some contacts. There are decorative contacts that you can put in your eye that won't damage your eye like this. It, I mean, you know, you got you to gotta be good with contacts, but at least that's safe. You can put the contact in, it changes your eye, and you can take the contact out, and then that's it. Don't get your eye tattooed. Last week, was it last week? Maybe the week before. There's been so much going on, and there's been so many things on space, and I love it. But check this out. 
So I was talking about all the trash, right? Trash, trash, trash. How are we going to clean up this the junk? How do we clean up space junk? Well, guess what? Somebody made something. This is Astroscale Space Junk Removal Satellite. It's aced its first orbital test. But yeah, so the ELSA space draft of Japan-based startup uh, Astroscale has successfully captured and simulated piece of space junk, completing the first phase of the demonstration mission that could pave the way for less cluttered future orbits. Launched on March 22nd, ELSA-D, short for End of Life Services, oh, End of Life Services by Astroscale Demonstration, Brought with into, brought with it to orbit a thirty-seven pound uh, CubeSat fitted with magic docking plate during the experiment on Wednesday. Ground controls first remotely released the mechanical locking mechanism attaching the CubeSat to the main three hundred and eighty-six pound removal craft. Astroscale said in the statement that the two satellites were still held together by a magnet system, which is responsible for capturing the debris. Isn't that fucking neat? So that thing... I'm sorry if it's... There we go. Test capture complete. See, it breaks away. aim of the capture was to release the plate from the servicer and then recapture it using a magnetic plate. Servicer and client are locked together by a mechanism called the light band. What we did was unlock this mechanism so that the two could be separated. What we did first was extend the capture mechanism of the servicer to contact the client. So that was a very close maneuver. So we just gently wow. the magnetic capture mechanism. And once the, the two drifted apart for a couple of seconds, we re-extended this capture mechanism and then gave the servicer spacecraft uh, a gentle thrust so a small delta v that moved us forward to capture the client should be grab copy that as japan excellent news that's confirmed capture everyone well done we actually managed to do this in a single pass we managed to trigger an automated time sequence on board of the servicer just a single command to tell the servicer execute this sequence of commands that we uploaded on board of your memory and we managed to see this all using the telemetry provided by the servicer so we knew that everything was fine after that for the next part of the mission we're going to be proving that we can upload automated programs which will enable the servicer to run without specific ground commanding. The success of this first capture was the conclusion of months of very hard work with the UK team and in collaboration with our Japanese colleagues. It is also the promise of future successes and yeah, very exciting prospects. That is so cool. I mean, I asked and now I got the answer. How are we cleaning up the space trash? This is it. Isn't that incredible? I thought it was really neat. I was like, holy shit, they made something. So we're going to clean up space before we clean up the ocean, but that's fine. So this thing is going to detach. It's going to go around. It's going to capture a bunch of stuff, and then it's going to magnetize itself to this thing. And then I guess it's like an incinerator. And it gets rid of it? I don't know. 
Really neat, though. I was like, oh, well, look at that. Somebody has kind of figured out a way to clean up the space junk so that we can keep launching rockets and keep exploring space. So let's clean up our ocean. Now, I know there is a kid. Well, I say kid, but I think he's in his 20s now that made a device that was meant to clean up the ocean. And I think it's doing very well. Um, But you'd have to look into that yourself. Um, let's see. What is China doing? China may build a massive space station the size of a small town. Now, I don't think I got a video for this. SpaceX launches over the flight. No. Um, China has, uh, its own orbiting space station, but the country's national Natural Science Foundation wants scientists to seriously consider what it would take to build an ultra-large space station spanning kilometers. And uh, when I was looking at this, um, this is uh, the concept of the space station. I guess this would be inside of it. Why do we need running water in there? Like, why do you need a pond? And and is that thing going to be full of water when you launch it i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know how this is going to work obviously this is just a picture i'm going off of what i'm thinking right at this moment but the futuristic space station um i believe there was a uh the new york bridge or maybe the california bridge it was 1.8 kilometers long this thing would be 1.2 kilometers in length And the space station that we have today is 0.8 kilometers in width, I think. Uh, Don't quote me on it, but do some digging yourself. But they're expecting to build this thing and then launch it into space. And it's literally four or five times the size of the space station that's up there now, which would allow more people to dock to it, get on board of it, and then explore space in different ways and go to different places from this space station. So, I mean, Star Wars, here we come. You know, maybe Trump wasn't wrong for preparing for Star Wars. I don't know, man. But this is nuts. This is going to be crazy. All right. And my final one, super, super exciting, Jake Paul beats Tyron Woodley. This is amazing. I mean, amazing. He did it. He said he was going to do it. He did it. And now where where's he move on from here? I wonder what his next opponent's going to be. It's it's got to be somebody that's even better than Tyron, right? I mean, this guy's fighting career is going in the right direction and he was a major shit talker. Um really hyped this up. He was a co whatever of this thing you know building the fight card and getting the fighters paid so he he's been doing so much um you know bringing everything that the ufc does into question where it comes to uh fighter pay and stuff like that really uh you know speaking his mind and then you know the reporters have to ask dana the questions and kind of putting him on the the uh, uh hot seat there but he did it he fucking did it and it it just blows my mind that he did it i mean let's check it out it's a minute and 37 seconds long i don't think there was a knockout i think this was decision and that's okay by me he won 
and he said he was going to, and I don't know. I was up in the air with it, but it was incredible. What a great, great fight. His performance was great. You could see that um, he was getting tired, uh, but Tyron, uh, for some reason, uh, I think this fight was supposed to be six rounds, so that's what they prepared for, and then it got changed to four rounds. So, if anything, Tyron Woodley should have just stomped on the gas. And he didn't, and I think that's why um, this turned out the way it did. So let's check it out. Let's check it out. This is so exciting. You see Jake's pants? Those are LED lights. <laughs> Getting tired. Oh, is this eight rounds? Oh, they must have been. Shoot. Nice jab. Okay, yeah, so they're quickly going through the rounds. There he goes. Eight rounds, so I need to correct myself right now. Son of a bitch, huh? He wanted to be a fighter. He wanted to fight, and now he's doing it, and he won by decision, and it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree or if you counted it differently, and I will correct myself. I was talking about a different fight that was supposed to be six rounds and turned out to be four, because this was eight. <laughs> I get everything mixed up. This is why I don't normally talk about fights or people or certain things. Because I just don't know everything. And I take in so much. And then I mix it all up. And then I spout it out. And I'm like, oh, crap. So never take anything that I say um, 100%. Always do your due diligence. Uh, look things up. Uh, always you know, if you got to fact check me, fact check me. That's fine. I will tell everybody. I don't know everything. I just, I feel like I just started learning five years ago. But, I mean, incredible, right? This guy's doing it. He's moving up. He's going to get another fight. Um, I think his brother's getting back into the ring. And let's see what Jake Paul can do next. I mean, <laughs> It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible because you're like, this guy's not going to make it. And he keeps making it. Now, whether you agree with the people that he's fighting, doesn't matter. He's doing it. He's winning. And he's moving forward. And he's moving up. So this is happening. And I, I think it's great. I think it's great that he uh, won, you know, because I 
wasn't uh, really sure who was going to win. I don't really have a side that I was picking for anyways, and it's not like I bet, but I thought it was really cool that he took the match, uh, that he took the fight. Um, it, I was kind of hoping there was going to be a knockout, but you always want there to be a knockout. You know what I mean? Just like when people in MMA, you always want to finish. You want to choke. You want a, a spinning kick. You want something. That's the excitement of the fight, but it doesn't always go that way. And that's okay, too, because when the person wins, they win. So Jake Paul's the winner. Tyron Woody, Woodley lost, and um, we'll see what is next for Jake Paul. I mean, it's just fucking insane. It's insane. Um, but that's it. That's it. It's a podcast. The podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for watching, listening, all of it. All my new subscribers out there, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Keep spreading the word. Keep sharing. If you're enjoying it, I'm pretty sure somebody you know will enjoy it as much as you do. So I always want to thank all of you. And, of course, if you're new to the show and you haven't subscribed yet, you need to click that button. Click that button smash it stomp on it do something with it but if you are watching the podcast and you haven't clicked subscribe yet shame on you it's the only thing i'm asking you to really do it means nothing to you but it means everything to me all right so click that subscribe button share rate review um leave your comments um and um set those alarms if you want to know when all the new episodes upload there's only one way to do it set the alarms okay um, of course, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, right, you want to send an email, you want to send a video, you want to do a Zoom call, let's figure it out. But you got to send me an email, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. And if you want to get some free merch, well, you still got to get involved with the podcast. So you got to send your email with slowdown in the subject line, put your story, your video, your questions, whatever you got going on. And if I pick you out, I'm going to send you some free merch, okay? But you got to send it to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, please. That helps keep the podcast afloat. Um, uh, I find it funny that, like, you know, everybody puts the ads in. I feel like we all flip through them very quickly. But most of the time, the ads are the work of the podcast. Those are the hardest things to do sometimes. So check them out. Check out the sponsors. All their links are in the description. And of course, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, that is Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go there, follow extra content throughout the week. And well, that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for watching, listening, uh, joining me, subscribing. I appreciate it very much. Um, I'm going to go make my dinner and put an end to, to, to my Monday. Um, August is over. September is here. This year is flying by. But for you, it's Thursday at some point in time during the day, which means it's already September, right? <laughs> so I hope you have a great Thursday Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and as always, I will talk to you later.